Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Mackinac Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen. speaker for today he's not a stranger in this house he's not a stranger in this house if this is the first time that you are listening to him I suggest that you find a seat belt and try to strap you know a safety belt <laughs> but we are not a stranger to this wonderful man of God who by the grace of God has made this conference one of the places that he comes to bless us every year I mean, I don't take it for granted at all, at all. When you see somebody with the kind of shadow that he has making a way for us, you know that God must have spoken or whispered something in the night and we are being changed and something is happening to us. And so tell your neighbor, something is about to happen to you. Something is about to happen to you. My husband and myself are privileged to call, to name him as one of our beloved friends and brothers. And it's so nice to have him in the house. He is a man who stands on the right hand of Bishop Doug Hayward Mills on the Healing Jesus campaign platform. I mean, you should know when you are standing on the right hand, uh -huh, it means something. Tell anybody it means something. He has, he's the um, pastor of, you know, he builds mega churches. It's not small ones. Mega churches. Should I continue? And then... <laughs> Hallelujah. And many of us have learned so much and we continue to learn so much from him. But he also has a heartbeat for evangelism and, and the winning of souls. And this is something that has touched us and moved us over the years. And we watch him on the campaign trail, also preaching alongside the man of God and making things work and winning the souls. He's a medical doctor by profession. And the Lord called him, amen. The Lord called him to sacrifice his Isaac. And I thank God that he did. Because the effect has been something else. I don't need to talk a lot. You're about to experience him yourself. But I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to give honor to whom honor is due. And build, bring, help me bring to this pulpit the ministry of Bishop Dr. Edwin Morgan Ogo. I'm not enjoying your clap. Come on, add some fire to it. Add some fire, add a shout, add a scream. Let me hear your voice. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let your hand clap be super. What a blessing to be back home. Oh, 
and I have a little difficulty and that difficulty is to find how to find the right words to describe your pastor. She is a phenomenon in the body of Christ and I don't know how it will be done but I, I pray that she is cloned we have clones of her so that we can have her perpetuating in perpetuity no such pastors must exist for millennia we need them for a long time yes because this generation of lazy boys and girls <laughs> you know lazy boys and girls who don't want to work who don't want to exert themselves I mean if you are marrying one of such girls it means that you must employ like seven house helps because she herself cannot even bath properly all types of human beings but to have a woman like this out running out working out doing young ones it's a phenomenon yes because on a normal day the older you get the more you know slower you get you slow down you take you know things are cool and calm the young ones are the ones with energy bouncing back and forth and so on but it is the opposite that we are experiencing here and I want us with a hand clap to appreciate her and let her know that we love her yes and that you know those of you ladies around I tell you that you, you have you have a very tough act to follow yes because when you are in your 40s we'll be watching you we'll be watching you when you have two children we'll be watching you when you have three children we'll be watching you I said those of you who have been around here I tell you in your 50s we'll be watching you in your 60s we'll be using a magnifying glass yes because she is living a life that is beautiful and I want her to know that I really love her I appreciate her I admire is a word you know and I tell you that if this church even had just four four ladies like her in this church things would be different so I want to say that God has blessed us in the UD to have her and uh, she is strong she is moving she is achieving 
and in all that she has the humility of a daughter that is also a blessing so yes joy god bless you and i am very happy to be here in your conference and uh, i should be seated for you to be preaching and i don't know what why such an arrangement has been made but i'll try to do my best amen i want to say a big god bless you to our pastors who have come all over all over god bless all of you and uh, god bless let's clap our hands for our singer your name again pearl 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 yes clap your hands for pearl let's appreciate the instrumentalists those who have combed their hair and those who have not combed their hair let's appreciate all of them yes let's appreciate all god loves all so clap for all amen what a blessing what a blessing what a blessing what a blessing well this is it morning this morning hey all this is still morning i woke up long ago I'm, I'm surprised it's still morning anyway but this morning i am very privileged to um, sh share something with you as we um, enjoy the blessings of the art of evangelism conference and as the name um, has it it is for it is to you know establish the foundations and raise the structures of evangelism evangelism which is the aorta of the church it is the bloodline it is the source of life for the church and um, as we read or we read in the book tell them one of the things our prophet told us in the book is that the church that does not send will end the church that does not send will end and so we don't intend to end we intend to keep going and going and going. And so, I want to thank God that we have the art of evangelism conference in the body of Christ to give a special place to this very important life. It's a life. Evangelism is a life. And it's very important that we don't mix it with other subjects, but we isolate it we tease it out and give it the needed attention it deserves so i want us to clap our hands for the great work done by the convener of the art of evangelism conference yes evangelism is a very important life we must live and this morning i just want to make some preliminary comments 
and hopefully in the evening we will if I have, if God wills we will um, you know delve into the substance of the of what God intends for us to enjoy so these are just preliminary comments but I believe that they will drive home the facts and the point that God does not just want us to be in the system filming church services taking pictures of church members and uploading on social media most of whom are just the girls that he admires God does not want us to just be in the church playing the keyboard bringing melody good sound into the church ushering all these things we are doing taking pictures arranging chairs arranging flowers you know taking offerings with offering bags a couple of them are thieves anyway all these things we are doing ladies and gentlemen ought to be seen to be our secondary responsibilities our secondary responsibilities everyone in the house of God ought to have evangelism as his or her primary responsibility so if you see a brother behind the video camera or a sister with a cell camera taking pictures or a brother behind the console mixing the sound and giving us good sound we know that this guy is an evangelist he's a soul winner but when we gather in the church because he has a special gift in doing sound then he is a sound person and, and I want you to know my dear friends that our real life is not lived in the church this building was built for us to gather ourselves and just celebrate the goodness of the Lord as Christians this is not where a Christian lives his life a church building has never been is not and will never be a place where the believer domiciles this is not our bedroom yes it's the house of the Lord but it is the house of the Lord it's not your house hello I said it is what the house of who the Lord is the Lord's house. Can you imagine you go there, Mr. Mason's house, and you go and say, you go there and say, This is my house. You can be arrested. Whose house is there? Is that building? Mr. Mason. It's Mr. Mason's house. It's not your house. You are only dwelling in the house of the Lord. But your life. Can you imagine a KNUST student, architecture student, who is in Unity room 
Room what? Four zero six. And he comes to school. The whole semester, his life is in room four zero six. I don't know if you get the the point. Akito students who has room 406 in unity or in this. And throughout the semester, he spends all his life in room 406. Is there any hope for him? No. No. He just goes there to take his bath, that is if he does to sleep, organize some food, but his real life is in the department. His real life is on campus, out there somewhere, in the studio. They spend days on end. Any student, visual arts, medicine, whatever, engineer, whatever, you cannot make the place you dwell the place you live your life. You are just dwelling there. Ladies and gentlemen, the church should not destroy us. Mr. Man, the laptop you are sitting is it behind or in front of should not destroy you you are you are destroying yourself if this is your life if your life is this video if your life is playing the keyboard then i want to suggest strongly that you are destroying your life You cannot live here. This is not where you live. And all those who ignored the warnings of God and chose to live in the synagogues experienced a persecution of no mean magnitude. Go out before life takes you out. We need ashes. We need dancing stars. Think of a church without a choir. We need all of them. But when you see a sister singing, you should be right to assume that she is already a soul winner. And this is a secondary responsibility. But if that sister only exists in the kingdom of God only to sing, then her days are numbered indeed. Her days are numbered indeed. My text for this short message is Luke chapter 15. Just a verse. And then I'll be taking it on and on. We are reading the 13th verse of Luke chapter number 15. And not many days after, the younger son 
gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with riotous living. Maybe to make the point well, we may want to scroll down. Verse 14. So when he had spent all, he had nothing. There arose a mighty famine in the land. Because the life we live on earth is a harsh life. It will not discriminate between the rich and the poor. The rich will have severe difficulties. The poor will not be spared. So when he has spent all, nature also added its slaps and introduced a mighty famine. And he began to be in want. Please listen very carefully to me. Verse 16. So he went, 15, he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. That is, in an attempt to correct the tragedy of his life, he began to take personal steps. He began to do things he thought were right. He took matters into his own hands and began to solve the problem the way he thought he could. He took the, 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 the issues into his own hands. But the more he tried to solve the problems with his wisdom, the worse it got. Because having nothing is one problem. Being in want is another type of problem. But for a Jew to be sent to feed pigs is the lowest you can ever get. And he descended into the abyss of tragedies because he was using his own wisdom. He was far from the father. And never had the thought of his father's involvement in his life's problems. And the Bible says that things got worse. No man gave to him. Then comes verse number 17. And when he came to himself, I'm sure there will be a translation that says when he came to his senses. For the first time, he pronounced, ah, it's there. New Living Translation. When he finally came to his senses, please listen carefully. When he finally came to his senses, he said, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. If we go back to the King James Version, you will see 
that for the very first time in the King James Version, Luke 15, 7, the name Father is mentioned. The name Father is mentioned. Ladies and gentlemen, when he began to think about his father, for the first time, he began to take steps to correct his difficulties. And we all know the story. Till eventually, there was a ring on his finger, shoes on his feet, a coat to wear, and kebab to chew. <laughs> but the story of the prodigal son is a story of how life is when you walk away from the father. And how life corrects itself when you return to the father. The story of the prodigal son is a story of deliverance. 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 I said deliverance from self-destruction. Deliverance from evil. The father's house can be likened to the church. To the church. This boy returned to the father's house. And there he experienced deliverance from all his afflictions. Suddenly he was wearing clothes. Suddenly he was eating food. Suddenly his appearance had changed. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to inform you that in the house of God, there is deliverance. I said, in the house of God, there is deliverance. Did you hear me? I said, in the house of God, there is deliverance. But there is a way that deliverance comes. When you enter the house of God, you are, you are supposed to experience deliverance from pornography. Yes. Which some of you sitting here have not been delivered from yet? I said yet, yet. You will be, but so far. Yes. In the house of God, there is deliverance from sexual perversions. In the house of God, there is deliverance from demonic harassment. In the house of God, there is deliverance from every plan of the enemy and every arrangement of the devil. When you step into God's house, you must experience total deliverance. But not everybody experiences that deliverance. That is why I am minded to read 
Obadiah verse 17 to you to remind you that upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness which some of us are struggling to live. So you are not enjoying deliverance. Oh, you don't understand my, my message. You are in the church and you are still masturbating in the church. There's no deliverance. You are in Mount Zion. I, I hope you know that the church is Mount Zion. Hebrews 12, 22. Say you have come to Mount Zion. To an innumerable company of angels. Here, there should be enough power for your life. There should be enough energy and strength for you to break free from that boy. I said upon Mount Zion, you, you must have deliverance from not being able to comb your hair. Upon Mount Zion, there is deliverance. You don't understand my message. In the name of fashion. In the name of being <laughs> current. Avant-garde, Archbishop has given us. You see, you see in, in, because of these things, you arrange yourself to appear like a madman. So, so because of that, there's only a certain type of girl. Because you cannot come to my house with my daughter. You cannot. So you, you, are, you only belong to area girls. Can you see that? These are just... We need to end the service, please. You cannot be in the house of the Lord and dress like the girls in town. In Mount, upon Mount Zion, there is deliverance from nakedness. Architecture. You finish school with first class. Where are you going to work with this hair? Which office will admit you? You can only maybe start your own business. I, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I'm saying that here, God delivers us and gives us a life we live in our right minds. so that we will be and look different from the world that is out of their minds upon Mount Zion there is deliverance from beloveds who are fornicating more, more than the pastor who is counseling them If a 
it is Elsie and Bernard in town as unbelievers, we know that they are more experienced than their parents. But upon Mount Zion, there is deliverance from premarital sex. Which is exactly what you can do. I studied science. So I enjoy building on first principle. This is Mount Zion. This is not a nightclub. This is not a football field. This is Mount Zion. Now, now, no matter what you do, it will never change from being Mount Zion. It's your life that will be a deviant life from the original. Jesus said, but from the beginning, it was not so. Upon can you please sit down? I need to end the message. We are working with time. Upon Mount Zion, there is deliverance from the family curses. Upon Mount Zion, we are hoping that you will marry and have three children with that pastor so that you'll be different from your cousin who has four children with seven fathers. Upon Mount Zion, there is deliverance from the afflictions that are harassing the world. But many of you are here in the church. You have not been delivered. Your mind is the world's mind. Otherwise, how can you explain, explain why you don't pay tithes? Upon Mount Zion, there should be deliverance from stupidity. There should be deliverance. That when I see you and I say I love you and I want to marry you, we should expect that if our wedding is next year, August, it will be next year, August, before I will remove your panties. But some of you, this year, March, you can use your big toe to remove panties. You are so experienced. I said you are so experienced that while your hands are doing other things, your toe can remove the panties. Upon Mount Zion, there is deliverance from I need help I'm preaching, I need help we are in the church but we are not different from the people in the world they the same your life is no different from your cousin's don't go to church. The only difference is that you have E.S. Joyce number and she calls you once a while and you are in the church as a dancing star or singing or you know, fooling around. But there is nothing that is of substance 
like in Acts 16, he said, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they took note of them that they had been with Jesus. Not when they ate with them. When they experienced them, they knew that these guys have been with Jesus. Have been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. I said, they've been with Jesus. When we see you, can we tell whether you've been with Jesus? Can we tell? If we take your phone. I said, if we take your phone, will there be any evidence that you've been with Jesus? I'm saying that upon Mount Zion, there shall be what? Deliverance. Number two, there shall be what? Holiness. Holiness. And I checked at the airport before coming here. And I, I, I found out that you are struggling to live a holy life. Masturbating anytime you are alone, you must masturbate. When we leave you, university student, third year, when we leave you online, you can't control yourself. You cannot what? Control yourself. Holiness has gone through the window. And obviously, you have not taken your possessions. You have not possessed your possessions. Everyone in this room, there sh you should have a list of your possessions that are in your hands. At this age, you should be a married man. Yes. At this age, you must. You should have been building. At this age, you should have a beloved. At this age, I mean, at this age, at this age, I mean, you are in third year, and your and your GP what? CWA is what? 40, 49.5. At this age. Your possession, your CWA possession should be like 72.8. 10 years. It's part of your possessions. <laughs> it's a possession. Zinona Kadabasata Rabaka. That you are standing here. With in this church under this woman's anointing and you have only three members as a basenta leader that is not your possession you should have nothing less than 28 members under you so many of us don't have our possessions we have not possessed our possessions how can it be fourth year university student you are about to finish school and you have not settled on the woman you are going to marry. You are still torn between two sisters. Upon Mount Zion. No, well, if you don't like that message, I, I, I can leave. 
They know I'm very busy in Accra. I don't need to be here at all. So if you don't like the message, just I'll just I'll, I, I can. There must be a flight this afternoon. I'm saying that as you are standing here, you are actually a disgrace. You are a disgrace. Your life does not portend. It does not portend the life of somebody who has met Jesus or someone who is in Mount Zion. Now, all kinds of people are in Mount Zion. Thieves are in Mount Zion. Unbelievers are in Mount Zion. The fact that somebody is standing behind the camera filming a service does not mean he is a born again Christian. Any sister who says yes to a man because of what he does in the church is bound for a, a harassment of an order she has not even imagined. I did not marry my wife based on what she was doing in the church. Neither did she marry me because of what I was doing in the church. I am afraid of anyone who is working, playing drums, playing keyboard, singing in the church and is doing nothing out of the church. Upon Mount Zion, there ought to be deliverance. He said, There shall be. Shall be. Deliverance. You are in the church. You are struggling with a married man. He's not. Obviously. The very nature of marriage is saying that there's very little fun. I said, the very nature of marriage denies the participants of that marital arrangement a lot of excitement and fun. So the man has his wife as his main meal and is licking you for desserts like we lick ice cream and you dare to sit in front of the church you dare to hold an offering back as an airport star My position is that there is hardly any deliverance in the house of God. I don't know. I don't see any deliverance. This deliverance he's talking about. I mean, if I arrange with the army and they come, they surround us with guns that leave your phone here with a password on a sheet of paper and walk out your name and your password. <laughs> Leave your phone here. 
out, out, out. Take your Bible, out. Take your iPad, out. Leave your phone here. And then they are going to publish the result in Daily Graphic. We are laughing, we are shouting. But you know that you are hooked. You cannot free yourself. No pastor's preaching has ever delivered anybody from anything. The pastor's preaching is supposed to prepare you to go to your original place. It is in what you are doing. It is in doing what you are doing. Doing what you must do that you experience deliverance. It's in doing what you must do. Very little changes a man from the outside. If you are here and Sister Joyce preaching is what you are depending on, you will not make it. You will not make it. She was not meant to take you to heaven. You were meant to take yourself to heaven. Now, that delete. You can clap your hands if you want to clap. A pastor, a pastor empowers you. Proverbs says, deliver yourself as a role. That's why I said, you see, this is a very general, there shall be deliverance. It didn't say someone will deliver you. There shall, the deliverance in Mount Zion is the deliverance you generate yourself. I'm working on myself. Those who are depending on their pastors preaching are the hypocrites in the church who are fornicating, fooling, and, and having a superficial veneer of spirituality. Very little will change your life from the outside. Upon Mount Zion. So, so is there, deliver thyself as a rope from the hand of the hunter and as a bed from the hand of the fowler. Deliver yourself. Turn to your neighbor and say, deliver yourself. Tell another person, your pastor has nothing to offer you. Say, deliver yourself. The responsibility is yours. Say, the deliverance. Tell the person, the deliverance on Mount Zion is the deliverance you generate yourself. 
clap your hands for Jesus. So, so, please sit down. I've just got some three minutes. Three minutes or five? Oh, really? I thought it was five minutes. All right. Now, now, how does the deliverance come? I, I, how I wish you had a living Bible. Do you have living Bible? It's not very common in our churches. I know you have New Living Translation, but do you have Living Bible? Yes. That's okay. TLB. But it's okay. How does deliverance come to us? How? If you can answer this question, then we can go and have lunch. How do you break up? How do you deliver yourself from that boy who is using and misusing you? Nothing less than four guys in this meeting are into serious betting. Here. How do you break free? From the grip of betting. Something that is now known to be more dangerous than cocaine. Yes. I mean, the people who are who have the companies, when they advertise it, they write that it, it is very addictive. Then they will use English language that is deceptive. Say, bet responsibly. What is bet responsibly? Tell me what is responsible betting. Help me. I, I need help. So let's ask ourselves. You see, you see listen. You know, I, I, you have a problem. You have a problem. You have a problem you have a problem. One of the things you need to do is to pray for the spirit of revelation about your life. A lot of us have a problem of unspirituality. Many of you are not spiritual. I mean, yesterday I heard something for the first... I, I, I'm surprised I had never heard I'm sure many of you have heard it, but I have never heard it before. I heard it only last night. I was driving from the Kodesh to the house and I was listening to Bishop Oedipo and he said that to be spiritual means to be scriptural. So spirituality is scripturality. I said, oh, but this is, this, is, this is so real. I'm surprised I've not heard this before. Many of you are not scriptural. If I say, give me a verse 
to back what you are doing to back how I'm, I can even where I'm standing I can see the medial upper quadrant of your right breast from this corner give me a verse that, that, that backs this way of dressing Upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. The prodigal son came home and enjoyed deliverance. How is it possible you are here and there's no deliverance? I'm still struggling. There are pastors maltreating their wives. Here, where I'm standing. You talk to your wife anyhow. Because, I mean, basically, you are a bushman who doesn't know the value of a wife. Here, 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 here. Not there. Here. here. Your wife is in pain. She followed you. She gave herself to you. But I don't blame her. Or I blame her. Because if you are marrying a man, you need a few years to know that this man is not a bushman. You know a man is a bushman by how he treats a lady. And of course, you know a woman is a witch by how she treats her husband. A lot of wives are witches. Yes. Let me move away from here because (laughs) manipulating, controlling upon Mount Zion In the beginning, God wanted your life to be a very normal life. When he saved you, he was expecting your life to be a beautiful life. Neat, clean. They came and they come, the King James said, they come and see at him who was possessed by demons. Sitting, closed, and in his right mind. Sitting down. He couldn't sit. Closed. He was naked. In his right mind. Do you have hair? In his right mind. He was out of his mind. There are Proofs. You cannot be in Mount Zion and live anyhow and say there's nothing to show. If you meet Jesus, there are proofs. There are proofs. There are things to show that you've met Jesus.
You cannot be in Mount Zion and live an irresponsible life without any accountability. There are proofs. Proof that Jesus is in you. How you treat your wife. It's called love. It's called what? It's called what? Love. love. Say love. 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 Bushman. <laughs> we need love in our marriage. Now, if the world can't find love, I don't blame them. But we, God is love. Hello? I thought you were born again. God is love. Jesus is the embodiment of love. So where is the love in the marriage? Beloved, three months, they are quarreling. Upon Mount Zion, three months, they're not married. Three months, the girl has used the word Swangle on the boy. Do you know swangle? You don't hear the word swangle. It's a deeper word that you must be deep into foolishness to bring that word. Swangle. Upon Mount Zion. There should be love. Now, when I say love, I'm not talking about that thing you feel in your waist, which rushes up in your chest. Love is suffering long. I'm preaching. I said, love is what? Suffer long. If unbelievers cannot love, you, pastor, you must be able to love your wife. Love is patience. We are lost. I said, there is hardly any deliverance in Mount Zion. The bushman you were, you still are. The witch you were, you still are. The fornicator you were, you still are. So that song, the things I used to do, I do them no more. You can't sing them. Yours is the things I used to do, I still do and more. The things I used to say, I still say and more. The things I used to watch, I still watch and more. You are still watching pornography. There's been no change since I. Can your wife say you treat her well? I said, can your wife? Say you treat her well. 
bushman. This nonsense on Mount Zion must stop. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. This nonsense on Mount Zion, masturbating on Mount Zion, pornography on Mount Zion, lying on Mount Zion. Some of you, you have lied so much that your lie sounds like the, your truth. Because when, when people are lying, they scratch their head, they, they, they just, but you there. No lie detector can detect you. <laughs> I said, What? No, what? No lie detector can detect you. Can you clap your hands for Jesus? For Jesus, not for you. When will you break up with that boy? When? No, I'm asking. You've been here for how many years? Two, two years? Four years? Here in this year, for you. You're in final year. Yes. When? Is that a date? You, you, you have no date. So it's going on. And you too. Beautiful, innocent girl. You are forcing to fall in love with a fool. Are you in this church? Why won't you see your pastor? Look at come here. Come here. Look at the man she has married. Look at the man she has married. Don't you think she can help you? You are lying in bed thinking about a boy who doesn't pray. When I say this nonsense, you should say, Master. This nonsense. You need nothing less than six years. Why did you meet him? <laughs> Have you even talked to him before? You've not. Pretty girl. Because in the on Mount Zion there should be power tonight eh? come early we all have hormones the men we have the hormones that make us zigzag we are we are zigzag when you see a nice girl you go zigzag you two have your hormones but control it with power for deliverance we cannot be here 
as unbelievers who pray in tongues. Unbelievers who attend church. Everybody say Doesn't mean you are born again. You marry and then you have sex. Having sex does not mean you are married. You get born again to speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues does not mean you are born again. Upon Mount Zion, you've got to know. We'll meet again. Upon Mount Zion. to go. So, how does the deliverance come? How are you going to be delivered from the masturbation? Play it. Just play it. Just play it. Play it, baby. you see a young man with a lot of pimples it means he's struggling with hormones please Jehovah is your name Jehovah is your name Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Can you clap your hands for your pastor? Clap your hands for him. Might. Clap your hands. Appreciate it. Something has just occurred to me. That's why I should clap your hands. Who brought her here? Yes. I mean, I don't know what would have happened to destinies if this woman had been left in Tamale. Jesus. Listen. Listen. 
All I'm saying is that we are on Mount Zion. We are in church. And on a normal day, it's like when you go to a certain secondary school and you see somebody in khaki shorts and some what green shirt, white shirt. It means he attends what secondary school? Any secondary school around me? Um, what? Hamas. Hamas. What do they wear? What do they wear? Khaki and white. So if you go into Hamas, you are in there and you see a young man with khaki shorts and white shirt. That's a student. Can you imagine you go to Hamas and most of the guys wearing white and khaki are armed robbers who are masquerading as students. They are not students. I'm saying when we enter the church and I see you, I should see you as somebody who has been delivered from your from, you like boys, you like girls, you like stealing deliverance. But that is not the picture. So how do we enjoy deliverance? The answer you see, eight, verse 18 verse 19 of Obadiah 1 they talk about the, the possessions the different lands and the different possessions now 18, 19 because you see he talked about the fact that on Mount Zion you possess your possessions so he begins to list the different possessions the different tribes are going to enjoy. Then verse 21 of Obadiah 1. Verse 21 says and Saviors, over there, one eighteen, and uh, so different houses, and uh, nineteen. Okay, nineteen. They of the south shall possess the Mount of Esau. They of the plain, the Philistine, they shall possess the fields of Ephraim, fields of Samaria, and Benjamin shall possess Gilead. Verse twenty. And the captivity of this host of the children of Israel shall possess that of the Canaanites even to Zarephath. And the captivity of Jerusalem which is in Sepharad shall possess the cities of the south. These are the different possessions. Because upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. And after listing the different possessions, in verse 21, he says, and saviors shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the mount of Israel. In the kingdom 
as far as I'm concerned, this kingdom here in this church is not the Lord's. Shall be. I don't know if I, she, your pastor is an English teacher. Shall be. It has a futuristic yeah. connotation. Yeah. Yet to be. Yeah. Clap your hands for the English teacher. The kingdom shall be, meaning that the realization of this futuristic expectation is dependent on a factor. That's why I'm saying that as I speak, this kingdom is for Rasta men. Devils have invaded the church. It is your body that is in the church. Something else owns you. There are nothing less than two girls here. A text message can drop in your, on your phone now. You live here. Here you go. You go. Because what you tasted yesterday is still in your toes. Madima Mosa. I'm saying that the fact that it's called a church doesn't mean the kingdom is the Lord's. It shall be. You can build a cathedral full of thousands and the kingdom is not the Lord's. The choir is singing, but the choir is not the Lord's. The instrumentalists are playing, but they don't belong to God. They belong to the spirit of lust. The kingdom. When the kingdom becomes the Lord's, we will know it by the deliverance that has happened in the church. That's why we share testimonies. I was like this. I used to drink. I, I like girls. I like boys. I was a fornicator. I used to clap. I used to sleep with three girls at the same time. I, yes, 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 yes. I was, I, was, I, was into, I was into parasexual activity. That is, at the same time, you are, you are, you are having homosexual sex and heterosexual sex at the same time. Parasexuality. That's when we have the testimonies. I couldn't fast, but now I fast. That's when we have the testimonies. I was like this. Yes. I didn't used to go to church, but now I'm in church. I'm, I, was, I, was, I was very quarrelsome. I wasn't praying. I wasn't fasting. I was, I, was, I was into girls. I was into this. When the kingdom is the Lord's, there's real deliverance. Until then, how I wish I had living Bible. You have living Bible? You got it? You got it? You see, King James, King James says, and saviors 
shall come up on Mount Zion. That is, they go. I've not told you to bring living Bible. Have I asked for living Bible? He, he is so... Saviors. I see, that word saviors doesn't help us. No, no, it doesn't help the work I'm doing now. It doesn't help the work I'm doing. What, what am I doing now? I am, the work I'm doing is that I'm trying to prove to you that you need deliverance. And for deliverance to happen, saviors must arise. Until saviors have arisen, the kingdom will not be the Mommy, I'm telling you that it will shock you to know that the church you are pastoring and I am pastoring and she's pastoring. It's not the Lord's. You just, you just you built a cathedral and you have invited people into the church. You just preach the word of God to them. To be the Lord, to be the Lord, John 10, the John 10 shepherding, you enter through the door. The door. And then when you enter through the door, you must have a shepherd. And interestingly, the door. If you take me there, he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. If you go down, you see. Yes, to him the porter opening, and the sheep hears voice. Verse four: A stranger will not follow. Verse five: Go down. Verse six. Sorry. Verse 7. I am the door. I'm the door. I'm the what? I'm the what? Who is speaking? Peter. James. Jesus. I'm the door. Let's go down. Verse 8. All that ever came, thieves, robbers. Verse 9. I'm the door. I'm the door. Verse 10. The thief cometh not. Verse 11. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. So when you enter the sheepfold, there's a paradox. The door is Jesus. And the shepherd standing in the church is also Jesus. I, I, I just read it. The door is Jesus. And the shepherd is Jesus. Now, the door, I can't take you into too many things. The door is 
Jesus crucified. And the serpent is Jesus Christ resurrected. I'm coming. You cannot enter the church through any other means except Jesus crucified. Your sins crucified. Your old man crucified. By the, by the narrative of John 10, you can enter through other means. It's there in verse 2, verse 1, verse 3. So, many of you here have not entered. Oh, I need time, but my time is up. Many of you here have not entered properly. You've entered, some of you, through the roof. Through, because through windows. If you enter through the door, it means you are entering through Jesus crucified. There must be crucifixion. I am crucified. Galatians 2.20 Many of you here are not crucified. You've not come through the door. A lot of you are experiencing Jesus the resurrected. He's truly your shepherd. But he's your shepherd as you are still a homosexual. Yes, he's your shepherd as you are still a thief. He's your shepherd as you are still a fornicator. He's your shepherd as you are still. Continue the sentence. I'm saying that you enter through the door. The door is Jesus Christ crucified. There are two types of Jesuses. Haven't I read it to you? Or. There are two types of Jesus Christ in the church. Jesus the door and Jesus the shepherd. Now, you must experience both Jesuses. You cannot be here experiencing Jesus the shepherd without Jesus the door. I repeat, there are two Jesus Christs in the house of God. The door, Jesus, and the shepherd, Jesus. And many of us are with the shepherd, Jesus. You, you came through the window to meet the shepherd, Jesus. Your existence in the sheepfold is illegal. I don't know this is supposed to be a university campus so I hope you understand what I'm sharing with you I'm saying that it is possible many of you here you've not experienced Jesus the door you came in you are still here as a lesbian who has met Jesus Christ you are still here there's no kindness in your heart you still met Jesus Christ the shepherd. If you pass through the door, you will talk about sin crucified, like the Galatians 2.20 Paul. What has died in you? 
has died in you? What has died? I'm saying that you, it is possible. I, I, I've, just, I've just painted the picture of the possibility that you can be here without having passed through Jesus the crucified. And that is why it's very important for you as a Christian in the church not to distance yourself from salvation because salvation true salvation is always in the context of the crucifixion of Jesus when you preach Christ crucified you yourself are conscious of the crucified Christ in your life there are some of you here who have never met Jesus the crucified I said there are some of you who have passed through windows descended like paratroopers through the roof I don't know how you came in here but you are here you have experienced Jesus the crucified you've only experienced Jesus the risen shepherd the risen but my dear friend you need both Jesus need Jesus the door and Jesus the shepherd to be complete as a Christian that is why there is no deliverance because to be delivered you must encounter the crucified Christ what has died in you you are in the church you are in the choir you are helping your pastor but you are still sleeping with the girls few people can say I was like this and I'm no more I was doing this and I'm no more I was doing that I was going here and now no few people most of us are, 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 are successfully mixing and cohabiting with Jesus the shepherd the real power the real Jesus power is not in the resurrection it's the crucifixion in fact, without crucifixion, there's no resurrection. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So if you are here and you've not met the blood, the crucified cross, nails, tongues, blood, it means that your existence here is spurious. Spurious. Questionable. And you are going to die and descend into hellfire. Have you passed through Jesus the door? That is why on Mount Zion, saviors must appear. And the living Bible puts it well. He says, and deliverers, deliverers shall come. You want to experience deliverance? Hello, hello? Do you want to experience deliverance? Then you must be a deliverer yourself. You want to experience deliverance? It is in delivering others that you experience your own deliverance.
Philippians 2 that those he, 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 he died for all that we who now live should henceforth not live to ourselves. I'm saying that the reason why you are still in the church in your old sins is that you've not set up yourself as a deliverer. Deliverers must come to Jerusalem and rule all Edom. We need people who have a mind that, you see, when you enter the church without a mind that you are a deliverer, you will suffer the consequences of no deliverance. It is deliverers who are delivered. As you go, as I've come here, as I'm preaching, I'm experiencing deliverance myself. Oh yes. I read my Bible this morning. I said I read my Bible this morning. If I wasn't a pastor, I doubt that I would have had time in the busyness of the morning to read my Bible. But because I am preaching, because I am working on others, I must eat so that my breast will be filled with milk for others to also drink. So in, in, in going out to deliver others, you experience your own deliverance. This afternoon, as we close, I want to ask you two big questions. How did you get here? You remember the, the, the master who threw a banquet, the wedding feast? And they came, everybody was wearing batik, budin, and the, but then somebody came wearing some polka dots. So the man sat down. Said, ah. And this guy was with his friends. Somehow his friends had managed to change to Udin. Wedding gown. So he pointed out, the guy in the red shirt, stand up. Why are you in the wrong attire? I said, I, I, I was just, I was somewhere and I was called. Said, no, 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 no. 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 You were called, but how did you enter? You did not enter properly. He was thrown out. We don't preach these things anymore. Some of you will be thrown out. How you came here is suspicious. You managed to enter the church through a window, through a friend, through a boyfriend, through a girl you were chasing. You did not enter through Jesus the crucified. Then you have no future here. And those who have ever had contact with the blood, they are those who march out, sprinkling that blood of Jesus on whomsoever they will find in town. Today I came to say to you that to experience deliverance, why evangelism? Evangelism guarantees your deliverance. And I will explain myself properly tonight. Evangelism guarantees your deliverance. Evangelism is not a religious program designed to fill pews in the church. It is God's plan to deliver you.
out of the things that are deforming your destiny and give you the life he meant for you to live here on earth. Evangelism is God's master plan for his will to be done in your life. Anyone who backs out of evangelism is backing out of God's master plan. Say master plan. His master plan for your deliverance is evangelism. Yes. His master plan. Deliverance from the devils that you don't even know at this age that you are still subject to your family case as you are standing here. You don't know. But those in John 10 who were sent out when they came back he said behold I give you power to tread upon your family serpents and the scorpions and over every device of the enemy yes over every power there is the, your enemy has power your family devil they have power and because you don't have power the, the, the balance of power now tilts towards your enemy because Life is an interplay of power. So if there's any, your enemy has power and you don't have power, the equilibrium shifts. You are, you are too harassed. Lift your two hands. You are too harassed. God has a plan. Through soul winning, Power is delivered so that you can sing the Obadiah 117 song. Deliverance, holiness. If you have no power to say no to a girl you are sleeping with, no power to say no because the power doesn't just come by attending church, it comes to those who go. Let's go. It's not by laying on of hands. Go and practice yes, yes, the practice. Yes, 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 Go. Yes. And as they went and they came back, they said, the devils are subject to us. And Jesus said, I beheld, you are right, I beheld Satan fall down like lightning. My dear friend, power is real, but it's not for choristers. The power of God is not reserved for choristers. The power of God is not reserved for instrumentalists. The power of God is not for dancing stars. The power of God is for those who dare to fulfill the great commission. Lift your two hands. What is in evangelism for you? Deliverance is in evangelism for you. There shall be deliverance. Holiness is in evangelism for you. Possessing your possessions evangelism for you. 
Oh yes, deliverance, Lord. The servants in my father's house have bread enough to eat. Those who serve in the father's house have bread enough to eat and to even spare. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. Sir. Young man. Don't allow Sister Joy to use you. She's using you. She's using you. Honor her by playing the drums. She's your mother. Play the keyboard. But this is not why God brought you into the kingdom. He brought you here as a deliverer. And in being a deliverer, ah. you experience your deliverance. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't let Sister Joy use you as a dancer's dance to beautify her stage for Facebook pictures. Dance is the house of God. We serve here. But your real mandate cannot be to dance. It cannot be. You're, when we see a dancing star dancing, we can safely assume that they are deliverers who have come into the church. Oh, yes. Service. Setting. Dance to pleasure us. But they are originally deliverers and saviors. It is in delivering others that you experience your own deliverance. I beheld Satan Satan in your life must fall. He can fall. Yes. But he's not falling because you need to do what you must do to let Satan fall. And what must you do? Send out in twos, in threes, and you return rejoicing. You return rejoicing. Your return. When you are sent out, it's painful. But when you are coming back, there is joy. Psalm 126, verse 6. He that soweth in tears shall reap. Verse 6 says, and he that 
goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Listen, listen. If you don't go out with the mind that you are going to plant precious seed, you may not come back. I'll take it again. If you don't go out with the mind that your existence outside is characterized by bearing of precious seed, whether you are a singer or a pianist, if you don't have a mind to go and plant seeds, you may not return. Many have gone and never returned. Indeed, the few who returned, returned bodily, but their souls were in the world. Demas has forsaken me, having loved. He was sitting by Paul bodily, but his soul was in the world. When you are going after service, after church, after convention, after whatever, go with precious seats so that you can return rejoicing. I pray. That you will not trivialize what God has magnified. Lift your hands and pray for why are those who are delivered? I thought they said upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. Why are they? We can't find them. Everybody is masturbating. Everybody is on pornography. Pastors are committing fornication. Where are the holiness? Where are the holy believers? The reason is simple. Nobody is going out as a deliverer. You will never get what you don't sow. You don't sow deliverance. You will never reap deliverance. He that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. And he that withholdeth shall turn to penny rain. I'll take it again. He that soweth sparingly, you'll win one soul in two years. Your life will also be a life laden with sins and evils needing deliverance. What you sow is what you reap. And those who don't sow at all, it begins by saying that those who sow little, they reap little. And those who don't sow at all, their lives are formless God is crying. Jesus is weeping. He enters a church and sees Christians like this. He's hoping that he can come to you and pluck fruits. When he comes, there's nothing. 
There's nothing. Many of you, there's no fruit. You can't. Can I get something? There's no fruit. Even your hair, you can't go. How can you get what? Faith. Faith. Did you say faith? It must be out of your sockets. Did you say faith? Temperance. Did you say patience? You have slapped your husband and removed your ring and thrown the ring at him. We are planting. We come seeking to the I come as I come. I come seeking to you, seeking for holiness. You can't find. He wants patience. You can't find. He just wants a little faith. Somebody with faith to just enjoy. The boy is he's, he's masturbating. He's, he's read the fourth heaven. You don't sow deliverance. Don't expect deliverance. It's our year of seed. Time and harvest. You won't help someone to be delivered. You say you won't help someone to understand the word of God. You too, you understand why you must break free from certain things. Upon Mount Zion, there shall be what? Assumption. The assumption is that. Those on Mount Zion are themselves sowing and planting seeds of deliverance. Can you stand to your feet? Or you are too weak to stand? To stand on your feet, you are too weak. How can you prevent a raster man from raping you? I won't give you a prayer topic. You yourself pray any prayer you want. Freestyle. 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 We are going to pray our final prayer. And the final prayer is the same prayer. Freestyle. But the difference is that 
one minute when I say shall we pray one minute into the prayer I'm sure you understand what I'm saying one minute into the prayer if there's any deliverance you desire in any area of your life come and stand here and pray for 30 seconds and go back I don't have time for you have time for yourself he says work out your own salvation the name of shepherding, we have made idiots, imbeciles, out of spirit-filled and blood-washed Christians, spoon-fed to their own destruction. I said, if you feel you need deliverance, come and stand here. Hannah didn't go to look for Eli's prayers. She, she fasted herself. She prayed herself. Her encounter with Eli was just incidental. One minute into the prayer, come and stand. Pray for 30 seconds and go back. You don't understand English? Return! What's the prayer topic? One minute in, oh, 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 oh. is it one minute into the prayer? You don't understand. Okay, one minute after, after one minute, one minute after we have started praying, you can come and stand here. Oh, should I speak? What's the prayer topic? Lift your hands.
Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you are here, every eye closed, no movement, please. Please, you are here, you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, Pastor. please pray for, me. pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be properly born again. I want to enter through the door ah, yes. <laughs> through Jesus, the crucified. Not Jesus the resurrected. Maybe you came through the window. You've been here for three years through the window. But now you want to enter properly through the door. If you are here, you want to be born again properly through Jesus Christ crucified. You can lift up your right hand. This is your day. It's better you let this day happen than allow it never to happen. Pastor, pray for me. 
Lift your hands. I'm going to pray for you now. Yes. Lift it high. I can't see. And once I can't see, it means that there's no one here like that. I'll finish my work. If your hand is up, please come to the front. Meet me here. Come. Mommy, please come here. Please come here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Who else wants to join them? Who else wants to join them? Who else wants to join them? What a blessing. 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 Please say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I've come to you today. I've come to you today. Fully aware. Fully aware. That I have not met you, the crucified Jesus. That I have not met you, the crucified Jesus. So I have not been crucified. So I have not been crucified. I am not crucified. I am not crucified. But today. But today. I enter through the door. I enter through the door. Through Jesus Christ crucified. Through Jesus Christ Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, wash my sins. Wash my sins. Cleanse me from my sins. Cleanse me from my sins. I also I repent. Also I repent of all my sins. Of all my sins. From every sin. From every sin. As I go. As I go. I am breaking away from sin. I am breaking away from sin. And walking in your holiness. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And strengthen me. And strengthen me. To live for you. To live for you. Thank you. Thank you. For my salvation. For my salvation. Thank you. Thank you. For the blessing. For the blessing. Of this great service. Of this great service. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend at 7.30 p.m. on Saturdays, as well as 7.30 a.m. and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ago on Facebook Live, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.